0: Welcome everybody to the One to Go show presented by Zuli's Race Engines. It is Coach Krause in the Donnie Shots shirt, I'm assuming. It is the star of the show, Ryan Aho with the Jason Fager hat, I'm assuming. And nobody, you probably don't remember me, but my name is Puka and I'm uh, very happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no flat bill hat, no visor, no... no I, don't, I don't know what to think. Yeah, child was looking so good at the Dottie <laughs> Classic last night with the Doty Classic with the flat rim And the ears in.
1: Ears in, too. Ears I in. Say, you're kind of hiding a little bit there. You're incognito. So, yeah, I, I figured maybe you'd be a little nervous. Me and Krause been causing a little oh. bit of trouble. So I figured... I, then all of a sudden you're like, well, I want to join in on that. You're kind of a troublemaker yourself. So, in case anybody's wondering... Like me and Krause and Kalina and Bert, like we're just, we're calm. Hook is one egg at us all on, right? That's just kind of how that works. So blame him. Um, But Zuli's race engines, you know, got to give them a shout out, of course. And if you want to join a winning team, if you're an experienced machinist, they're looking for experienced machinists at Zuli's race engines. I mean, when you look at their stats, guys, tons of wins, tons of championships. They build a good piece they got a lot of power, a lot of durability, but if you want to join that winning team, they need all the help they can get because everybody's trying to join them because you can't beat them. So on this week's show, guys, uh, just a couple little things we're going to talk about. No-fault caution rule hibbing. What the hell? We're going to talk about that first. Top five moments of the week, a little who's hot, who's not. Um, Some rapid fire shout outs we're going to do, some fan feedback, got a couple good ones there. Our weekly picks, the last lap, three bold predictions, sometimes not so bold. But first, guys, it's Hall of Fame week up north at a couple racetracks. Tomorrow night, um, actually, me and Puka are going to be up in Grand Rapids at the Donlinger Ford Grand Rapids Speedway. They have the Hall of Fame up there. Bill Lavasser is getting inducted. He used to build cars for Chubb, Christie. Puka. You remember that name, of course. Rayno Wrongway Mackey. Kind of a neat story. He used to have a car that actually he put the body on that went the wrong way. Looked like he was driving backwards around the track. <clears throat> so he's getting in the Hall of Fame. Leroy Tranby, who's been heavily involved with the track for years. He passed about a year, maybe two years ago. He's getting in. And my dad, my dad, Rudy Ajo, getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Super excited. 1988 Sportsman Champion over at the Grand Rapids Speedway. So that's pretty cool. And then Gondick Law Speedway on Friday night we got Dale Carlson of course you guys heard of Kevin Carlson you know yeah, Kevin man. his dad Dale Carlson ran late models for a very long time um long overdue he's getting in Mike Chamernick there's a name from the past guys Ooh, yeah. um he's getting in in the 09 Jimmy Mars getting in but he ain't going to be there i heard so he's going to beat up there for the twin 25s but Jimmy Mars getting in Dick Wilhelm Rick Revord John Kimmis, who helps out the Fastlane Superstock series, and yours truly getting inducted honor honor getting inducted into the old uh the, or, I guess Gondic Law Speedway. I think of it as superior speedway, Amsoil Speedway, Tri-State Speedway, Gondic Law Speedway. But uh, I'm getting inducted in and oh, how, how long have you been working on the speech? Uh well, how long is it? Since, since I started racing. I kind of I I'm gonna try to keep it under an hour. I'm going to try to keep it under an hour. We'll see how that works out. It doesn't work out on the show very much, but uh rumor has it that uh, as long as this car is ready, I might be uh, knocking mm-hmm. a little bit of rust off on Friday night over there in Eric Anderson's Midwest modified. So Cody Carlson coming for ya. Well, there you. Just go. telling you whether I'm going to drive right by you from the front or I'm going to drive by you as you're laughing me, I'm going to see you. Just is what it is. So, Hopefully it's the first, not the last. So uh, let's start with a little hot laps, guys. A little hot takes. Hot laps, hot takes. Brought to you by our friend Brad Parson. Um, so one thing I know about farming is the right chemicals applied properly are going to give you better results. Kind of like tires. Heard the rumors. We'll talk about that later. But the fact is, um, I don't know anything about it. You want to call Brad. His number is 320 219 3542, and he's got all the data. They've been, this is a proven product. He's got a lot of products that, if you're in Western Minnesota, the Dakotas, he's got a lot of great stuff out there. Let's see if he can help you be more profitable in your farming ventures. So, guys, (laughs) last week, did you guys see on, yep, Krause, I think you saw it on Burdick's Facebook page because Dirt Race Central didn't really catch the incident. So last Saturday night in Hiving, Kevin Burdick running a late model, having a good year. I think he's got four or five wins. Literally lost the handle in front of the whole pack and wadded up like three race cars, including his own. Yellow comes out. All three of those drivers to the back. Burdick got his spot back. The crowd is like, what the hell is going on? No fault caution rule. No fault caution rule. When I first saw that, guys, I was pissed off. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with these guys? I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's a dumbest rule on planet Earth. But the reasoning behind it was this. they, The corner workers, they all quit. Yeah, no corner workers in heaven. They all quit. They literally asked at the pit meeting. They said, anybody here got anybody? Pit guy, driver, somebody, somebody in the stands. Is there anybody that can be a corner guy here? Is there anybody that can make some calls? Nobody raised their hand. At that point, what do you do? There, there ain't much you can do. I mean, it's it's did, a tough did they deal. It? Did they announce that it was going to be no-fault night then? They did. They announced it in the grandstands, and they, they announced it over the loudspeaker. Uh, and I don't know. So, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface it with a couple things here as well. A couple years ago in Proctor, Halberline Speedway in Proctor, they had to cancel the races. They canceled the races because they had no concession workers one night. They had no workers. Red Hill Raceway last week held tour UMP Dirt Car Summer Nationals. They had to cancel the program because they did not have enough staff to run the show. Hibbing plays victim this last week. Not enough staff to make calls. Guys, this this problem is going to be more and more happening because racing is an ecosystem as fans, drivers, pit crew, um, sponsors. Every, we're all we're all part of the racing ecosystem in the last 20-30 years, all across the country, it's not one particular tracks issue. Racing in general hasn't in droves hasn't been adding new people into the ecosystem. So as people die off, lose interest, quit, retire, move on, there's nobody filling them voids. Your thoughts?
2: Yeah, that's a that's a uh Big time topic, Ryan, especially now, um, I'm on the hands of running the Speedway over here. Um, my employee cost per night is between five and $6,000 for employees at Viking Speedway. And if you don't start paying these people, they're not going to show up. Um, we're paying our concession workers $20 an hour. That's um, what the going rate right is around town. That's what we're paying them. Um, and you have to, and it, at the end of the day, your uh, your beer margins and your concession uh, margins are where you're making your money. Um, and we're paying corner workers um, everybody at Viking Speedway is getting paid and it. It's tough. It's tough. And you have to find the people. And then when you do get the right people, um, you have to make sure you take care of them. Um, so, I mean, I can see, you know, <laughs> what else do you do? You got to go to the no fault rule. And I, you, I know I hate that rule. You hate that rule. Um, if me and you race with the no fault rule, there'd be two cars on the racetrack. Uh, <laughs> it'd be the 71 a and the 29 Superstock. We'd be the only cars on the track. Um, um, but yeah, no, it's tough. It's, it's, and like I said, you, you, it's, um, you got to make sure you're taking care of your employees, you're paying them. Um, you kind of got to wine and dine them and then you got to find some people like we've had employees at Viking Speedway for years or we're talking years. Um, it, it's a tough topic and I know it's, it's hard to find help. And you know, there's a lot of people that don't want to work these days either.
0: <laughs> well, right, I hate to sound sexist, but you know, as I was looking at this, Ryan, back in the day, your mom worked just about every weekend. Danny Claudio worked every weekend. Don Oz is what, you know, it was it was kind of the wives and I don't even know, if, were they even paid or were they volunteering? An association track, obviously,
1: but I don't, were they paid or were they just volunteering? I think a lot of them were volunteer because they had the, the women's auxiliary over at the Hibbing wow. Picksway. So they did, I mean, they might've been paid a little bit for like lap counting, a few things like that, but a lot of the stuff behind the scenes was just volunteer.
0: Yeah. So obviously you just, you don't see that anymore. You know, I've got, I've got a niece that, that takes tickets at Hibbing and, and, you know, I I don't, there's really no, well, I guess there's one person that's involved, but you know, you just don't see, like I said, that, that was part of going to the races when I was a kid. It was, it was, you know, the driver's wives were there and, and uh, you know, once you brought that topic up, I thought about it, it. just that hasn't been the case for years.
1: It has. it, And Jeff, I know, I know you haven't had this issue, but rumor has it that maybe I did back in the day, but if I got a bad call, sometimes i let the corner worker have it. I don't know if you got that reputation in Alex or not. Probably you're a little bit like me. You got the hockey player inside of you, right? So, you know, that's part of it too. You know, I mean, the corner worker, it's a tough job. Court flag man's a tough job. And you know, it kind of makes you, when you see stuff like this, it makes you appreciate some of the, some of the folks that have been around that have been taking a beating for 20, 30 years, right? There's people whether it's track prep people or officials or whatever, some of these people, they just know that they're going to the races on Saturday night. They're going to get their ass chewed by at least one person. And somehow they keep coming back. I, ladies marry that guy. Okay. Marry that guy. because <laughs> He can take that kind of abuse. Marry that guy, right? Well, well, so, well, speaking of that, did you guys
0: see the news on Volunteer Speedway? I, I saw a little something there. Go ahead. Yeah, that, well, that's you know, it's run by well, Vic Hill holds the lease, but there was another family that was running the track and they came out but yesterday, was it yesterday, Krause, or, or day before, whatever, a Facebook couple days or done. two ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're done, we're you know, we're sick of listening to it, and uh, and they said we're turning off the comments because we're going to get the last comment, we're done, no more racing. Um, they figure they probably will be racing because Vic will pick up the pieces. But um, like I said, people just get sick of the bitching at some point.
1: Yeah, and, and quite honestly, we're all perfectionists, right? We we want things to be done a certain way. And, and I'm guilty as much as the next guy. You see something, you're like, what the hell are they doing? You know, and that's just how it works. So probably starting with us, we probably got to tone back a little bit on being overcritical. Sometimes we see stuff that is like, really what what the hell are you doing but sometimes I can I'll, I'll admit I can be a little over judgmental but the other thing is this you know and this is a challenge to all all of us right whether you're a driver a fan a crew guy whoever I challenge people to bring new people to the racetrack make that a goal try to get new people one thing I like about um, Viking Speedway there Krause is you guys have a curfew like, I hated it when I raced. I'm like, I hate the curfew because we get cut laps, right? But the nice thing with the curfew is the races have to be done at a certain time, which allows fans to go down, be part of the culture. And I've talked to fans from the Viking Speedway. I lived in Alex for a couple of years. And people said, you know, hey, we we like racing, but we like going to visit with our buddies. Like, we're going to the races. We watch a good race program. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. That's dirt racing. But afterwards, we're gonna go down, have a beer or two, hang out with our friends down in the pits. That's something we gotta see more of. And I got a question for both of you on this. So, so in Viking speedway, big half mile, a lot of room in the infield. You guys all on weekly shows pit in the infield. Fuca, you remember back in the day, Hibbing used to pit in the infield, races would get done, and there would literally be a line going down next to the stage, tons of people waiting to go in the pits. Okay. So Jeff, the first question is for you. Do you guys still get a bunch of people coming down afterwards? And Puka, I'll let you follow up by, do you think as many people go in the pits after inhibbing today as they did back in the day when the pits were in the middle?
2: Yeah, we actually just talked about this on our podcast. Um, And um, the answer to that, your last question is no. I don't think many people come down. Um, It's one of the reasons why we went 17 and under free at Viking Speedway to get the kids involved, get the new generation and get those kids down in the pits. Um, And like I said, we were taking some heat for too long a program. Um, You look at an NHL games, about two and a half hours, football games, three hours. Look what baseball's doing right now. Um, They're trying to get down to two and a half, less than that a lot of the times. People's attention spans just aren't there. They don't want to sit there for four, five, six hours. Um, We tried Viking Speedway, started at 6.30. We want to be by 9.30, by 10 o'clock, and we want to see the fans flock across the racetrack. Um, and we've been doing that lately. Early on in the year, the sun was still up when they were coming across the track, and it was it's awesome. You know where I parked there at Viking. i been parked there for years. You can just see the fans, and, and the drivers love it, and you're handing out cards, and you're having fun. And um, that's what it's all about, and that's what you have to do. You don't want to see haulers leaving before the races are over um, and, you know, the fans come down, they want to see their favorite driver. So yeah, it, it's definitely, it's definitely an issue. It's something that needs to be addressed. Uh, like I said, it's a lot of people these days, they want to get in, they want to get their stuff done. Um, hey, they know there's going to be an intermission fans understand that they don't want to see water truck races um, and they want they want to see action. Um, they want to be able to maybe win some money, some 50, 50, and they want to get home. So yeah, it's definitely um, you want to keep it, as short and exciting as you can um, and get, you have to get those fans down in the pits afterward.
0: Yeah. I remember the days, especially in the nineties when the lines were well up into the grandstands there in Hibbing. my question is, you know, cause I moved away for a long time. I, I guess I kind of wonder when that ended, you know, because I, you know, I moved in 2001 and we're in Montana for five, six in Chicago. So in that six years, I guess when I came back, I just, I was, I was over in the kennel for a while over there on the side so I'd go into the pits the other way, but, but yeah, there were a bunch of people that, and that is when the pits were still on the back and everyone walked across the track and, and the pits were out yeah, full of people. You were always there, lights were on, people didn't leave. And then you remember they pull the rings to the front stretch sometimes. And uh, that's kind of where the party, while well, the party would start in the pits and the party would end, you know, kind of in front of the grandstands there and hitting there were bonfires some nights and that kind of thing. So uh, yeah, the, the, I don't know if the fan has changed or if it's the culture that's changed. Or if it's both
1: guys think about this, right? You talked about sports. You talked about, I mean, you guys just had a concert invite at Alexandria. You think about hockey games. Is there any alcohol drank at any of these type of functions, right? There's some, some, there's some beer drank, right? Now, Puka, the last couple of years in Hibbing, two of the biggest nights of the year during the regular season was the fireworks night, not necessarily because of the fireworks, but because Tyler Kitten or Palmer's Tavern and that whole group of people put together the Kitten or Palooza and they literally had a, a post-race party. There was tons of people that haven't gone to the races in years that came just for that. They didn't do it this year. You know why they didn't do it this year? Got a little grief from the board, the board. There's members of the board that said, ah, that doesn't do nothing for racing. Really? <laughs> okay. That person's a dumbass. needs a donkey award right he asked me not to call that person out by name if he knows he knows right yeah. but the fact of the matter is that kind of stuff should be happening every single night right you look at pogo we, i mean cross you know uh, justin Pogonis, right they call yeah. us pogo chicken forever from what i understand there's many nights after the races they got chicken going they got food for everybody sebraski's got a big feast all the time the um, flins are always kind of hanging out got a big party at their holler that's a huge deal. So racers, you know, you said, Jeff, we don't want people leaving right after the races stick around, make it more of a culture. And if the races get done at nine 30, hell of a lot easier to do than when the races get done at midnight. So there's, I think uh, just creating the culture, getting new people there and making it more than just racing, getting it done in a timely fashion. And so the so-called party after the races or the meeting after the meeting that's the most important part sometimes. So let's let's move on. Top five moments of the week. Brought to you by our friends at Daytona One, Performance Lubricants. Of course, Buck in the Hall of Fame for his lubricants. The Nassau Hall of Fame, very sharp individual. Got a lot of different lubricants for a lot of different purposes. The one we're going to talk about, though, is for tires. Because, you know, Jeff and I have talked about it. Bert and I have talked about it. The cost of racing through the roof, right? We know that his passion, his goal is to bring that cost down. How do you do that? Make your stuff last longer. That's what lubricants do, make stuff last longer. Well, if you have the right lubricants on your tires, that's gonna make them last longer. There's people I know using their products that are running their tires three, four, five nights still competitively as compared to half of that in years past. And when you get to the prices we're paying for tires now in Wasota country, and you look at UMP country, I'm telling you what, that's not sustainable. So what you're going to want to do is call Chad at 507-828-3536. Ask him to get you a little information, inform you about the products they have to offer at Daytona One Performance Lubricants. So number five, ladies night over at the Brown County Speedway. So first of all, Maria Brooks has been, I mean, she's been one of the top street stock drivers in Wesota for a while. That's number nine for her. But the old wild child's daughter, mini wild child, I might call her, Morgan Ward-Gross, got her first career win in a wasota late model um, this past Friday night. Her last win, guys, 2017, when she won three modified A-mains. Um, I tell you what, it's kind of a little bit of a momentum builder. What do you think? You guys are both sports guys. Last week, she wins at Brown County. This week, Dakota Rumble. Can she carry that over and get a couple podiums this weekend at Brown County?
2: Well, it's definitely going to help the confidence, that's for sure, going into that deal, especially from that area. There's a lot of money on the line out there. I know um, that's a big deal out there. Um, that rumble is a huge deal. It's an annual deal. It's been going on for a long time. So anytime you can get some confidence, definitely, that's a big thing. You know, She's got good equipment. Morgan does. You know that. Um, and I'm sure um, it probably helps. I'm sure Lee's helping out a bunch. I think that's probably helped the program out a little bit too, no doubt about it, because he's been he's been pretty quick in that mod too. Um, so, um, and then Maria, you know, I got to know her and her husband a little bit. I ran that streeter there for a couple of years, so I, I always went out to the actually won the one out in casino there the one year and and um, got to know them super nice people. I mean, really nice people. You want nice people in auto racing? Uh, go talk to Maria Brozik and her husband. And um, they—they're just you can just walk up and talk to them. And she's she races and she's she drives hard, but she's clean. Um, so it, it's good. It's I think it's uh, it's just something else to expand the fan base too. Uh, when you see women women races, and I, I think that's gonna um, carry over and stuff like that can draw new fans too. So it's good to it's good to see the uh, you know especially out in that area because it's super tough to win out in that area as well. It's good to see them doing well.
0: Yeah, real good to see Morgan doing well. You know, now she's got one up on Dad, wasn't? It? was it? he on the not so hot list with you a couple weeks ago or last week? So uh, she's got one up on Dad. That's good to see. So keep it keep it rolling, Morgan. <laughs>
1: hey, let's jump to number four, Viking Speedway. This past Saturday, big mod race over there, cruiser. What happened?
2: Well, what happened was uh, I wasn't there. Um, <laughs> I was up in uh, I was up in Fargo. I had a, my daughter had a softball tournament. And um, we had a 2018 tournament. There was over 100 teams up in Fargo. Um, we were at that complex. I don't know if you ever, when you drive to Grand Forks, right before you get right past airport, there's an 18 field complex up in Fargo. It's unbelievable. Uh, so I was up at a softball tournament, decided to stay up there. Uh, my cousin, John, ran my car. And um, right before he goes out to the feature, my dad goes, don't wreck it. <laughs> and, and I just I just got done texting them. I said, drive it like you stole it. And my dad goes, don't wreck it. So you about imagine how that went, but uh, no, 31 mods showed up for the, uh, our annual fallen lineman race. I thought, I thought a good number, a really good number for the, uh, for the 2,500 to win. Um, I know brokings, I don't know if uh, you heard brokings hauler broke down on the way. And uh, Johnny was texting me. I was in Fargo, I was sitting in my lawn chair at the time. And um, we got, we got, dr- we got to draw for him. And he's like, I don't know if we're going to be able to get my dad's car ready. Um, but he got there, and he, had, he had actually had a pretty decent run. On, uh, But uh, when they pulled out, Brady Gerdes started on the pole, and it was pretty much over from there. Um, there were some shakers and some movers. Jason Tennis, um, he must have caught wind that he was on the not hot list as well because I think he drove from about 11th to uh, I think he ended up second or third. Um, and there was um, some other guys that were moving up a little bit. Um, Landon Atkinson was there. Zach Johnson was there. They were both DNF'd. Uh, a, I, a very, very solid field of mods. And like I said, it was, uh, you take away gertis it was a really good race, but Brady was just bolted and fast and, um, he could put that thing anywhere. So it was a, it was a very successful night at the half mile. That's for sure.
1: So Puka, he talked about brokings breaking down on the way there. So the hitch for the trailer where it bolts onto the, onto the truck, the bolts came out and the hitch came off and the trailer hit the ground. No way. I mean, yeah, so talk about lucky, right? I mean, it's not lucky stuff breaks, but that could have been a hell of a lot worse right there. But, uh, yeah, Bob never did make it out. And uh, I don't know if you know this, Jeff, but uh, Viking Speedway still paid Bobby Drew. He registered. He was planning on racing. And uh, they they said, well, hey, we're going to pay as if you started. They gave him $100 for starting. Didn't even make a lap. And they said, hey, we knew your situation. A lot of tracks wouldn't do that, so that's the tip of the cap to the Viking Speedway right there. Number three, Cedar Lake Speedway, Midwest Mods. Month of money. Lucas all smiles here. Uh, month of money. All smiles, right? Vandy cashes in. $5,000. It was slick top to bottom. Little bit of controversy in that. It was a, If you look at it, it's on Dirt Race Central. Racing deal to me. Um, they got into lap traffic. He's battling with George Dahlbeck. And the lapper, he didn't know where he was going to go, so he kind of ducked down to the inside getting into three, and Dahlbeck was going to go to the bottom. He was committed. Little contact made. They're battling for the lead. Dahlbeck gets turned around. They call, It's a no-fault rule anyway, but honestly, I watched it – no less than 10 times, I'm like, I don't know who I would have called that on. I mean, that was a really, really tough call to make. Vandy was leading, um, but at the end of the day, Jason Camp a big win at Cedar Lake, taking on 5,000 big ones. Number two, Krauss. did you watch Cedar Lake late model A-Main?
2: I did not watch that.
1: I tell you what, she was a dandy. The almost, the almost top moment of the week. <laughs> right. If not for what happened at Deer Creek, this is the top moment of the week. Late model, eight main Pat doors leading because that's what Pat door does. And evidently I read on Facebook, <laughs> he had a post great right, retire started going down. So he's leading faded at the end. I, I think he got third, fourth, fifth somewhere in there, but Daryl Nelson took the lead 13th, starting Nick Panitsky comes rolling around the high side. And, and we talked about him last year, Puka, Like, um, this is going to be a guy to watch. He's kind of off to a little bit of a slow start. Last corner, last lap pass on the Hermantown Hammer to beat him by just a touch more than what the next guy won at Deer Creek. It was a photo finish at the line. Great run for Panitsky. Um, I I got some friends that said he's a class sack, um, drives like it. He's a very smooth racer. And, uh, man, I'd like to see a lot more of him because he's really fun to watch. And number one, the moment of the week, Oka, this race you did watch.
0: This one I did watch, yeah. So down at Deer Creek. So uh, Hudson O'Neill has control of what, the last 25 or so laps. There are a couple of cautions late, bunch up the field. Uh, Last lap, he bobbles a little bit coming out of two, which puts Bobby Pierce on his rear bumper. I think Bobby Pierce said I was driving in his gas tank. And uh, uh, coming out of four, yeah, Pierce, of course, slide for life and, and Pierce makes it stick and wins by inches. As a matter of fact, very controversial because it looked like Hudson was actually – well, Hudson did get to the flag stand first, but, of course, the finish line was not the flag stand.
1: So it took them, what, fit Lucas officials 10, 15 minutes to declare the winner? Yeah, somewhere in that neighborhood. Two one-thousandths of a second. You know, So they, they went by the scoring loop, which ultimately that's what you have to do. That was the right call was definitely made. But there was a little bit of banter. Actually, the last couple of nights – you know, watching light model racing, they were talking about it. They're like, the loop is here, right? The flag is here. The loop is here. And I noticed some tracks actually have a line. If it's not right on the flag stand, they have a line on the wall or a post in the infield. It's not real common that you need that, right? But in this situation, it did. But hell of a race there. I mean, let's be honest. Every race all weekend long at Near Creek was really good. I mean, hats off to the track prep crew down there. Um, Just absolutely phenomenal. I remember, I don't know if it was last year or the year before. It just seemed like it took rubber a couple different times. And this time here, the track was just top notch. What else stood out to you guys from the Gopher 50? I got a couple things here. Um, what else stood out to you over the weekend from down at Deer Creek?
2: I, I thought the big thing was the track prep. I thought um, I thought Thursday it actually was, started off a little sketchy. Um, Then they're like, we got to get the water truck out here. And they did that. And uh, when you, there was multiple piercers, a lot of guys that said, boy, um, tracks up here have been racy. they have been three lanes. Um, A lot of times as a track prep guy or as a driver, Ryan, you just want two lanes. Um, You know, they had three lanes. I thought, uh, and I thought the track prep was, I thought the track prep was the, was the story of the week at Deer Creek. When you, when you get that amount of talent um, there, you got to make sure you have a good racetrack because um, they were slicing and dicing everywhere, and it was fast. That was fun to watch. So I, I thought definitely I thought the track prep was uh, was the number one. Uh, got the got the uh, got the definitely got the trophy and not the donkey award.
1: For Sir Buka, yeah. And by the way, if you
0: want to see that finish, it's on our on our TikTok. It's on a a reel on Facebook on the One to Go show, and it's also on the One to Go show as a short on YouTube. So you can catch that. Uh, but a few things, of course, they had a record crowd biggest crowd ever saturday night so congratulations to deer creek that's great uh the wall's getting a little low there did you see clanton go off he didn't roll but he went out so the wall's getting a little bit low so they might have to kind of work on that either either shave some track or or build up the wall uh but one other thing i heard is that they actually do like a pork chop feed for the racers all the competitors on on one of the days maybe it's saturday morning so i just thought again you know these people are coming from all over the country uh way to show their appreciation so i thought that was pretty cool how about you ryan
1: it's a class act operation. You know, I started racing down there back uh, around 2000, 98, 99, 2000. I went down there with the Superstock. in the Queensland family, now, of course, it's Mike Sorensen, Queensland. They're tied together. You know, they're kind of co-owners there. But the Queensland family, when I'd pull into the place, they'd be like, hey, we appreciate you coming. You know, just, I mean, first top-notch business ran racetrack. I mean, it's just first class all the way around. I was a little surprised on Carco but the quality was good, right? They had like 30, less than 40. I think it was like 37 late models. Um, Less late models there than they had at some of the Hell Tour races, right? So I was a little bit surprised, but the quality was good. The racing was good. And and that just goes to show you don't need 50 or 60 late models to have a phenomenal race program. They had 37. It was great every night. A little bit of drama night number one, right? We talked about Clanton, but kind of uh, setting the mood for the weekend, a little bit of drama between RTJ and Hudson O'Neill. I I was kind of surprised. So they, in the heat race, there was contact. In the feature, there was contact. RTJ kind of gave them the bumper after the race. And it it seemed like it was way after the fact, like two hours or something later that they made the decision, hey, we're disqualifying RTJ. Your thoughts on the timetable there? Should they have made that decision a little quicker, or maybe they did and just didn't announce it? I'm not sure.
2: Well, was it? It was the contact after the race, correct? Yes. Because I think um, someone he rt chased down Huddy, correct? And then maybe it was he stuffed him pretty good. There's no doubt about it. Coming, I mean, you're coming to the checkered. I get every spots. You need every spot there, but um, I, I thought it was at least an hour and a half or two hours after the race. And they come out with an announcement. I, I, I don't know at, something's fishy there. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe Mr. Mr. Rocket man had to go have a talk with somebody there and Hey, we're chasing them down in points. I'm going to take an opportunity here. Let's get this guy DQ. Who knows, who knows what was going on there, but yeah, I thought something um, a, I didn't think it was very violent to what he did. You know, I'd rather see a fine than a DQ. Um, but um, you know, it is what it is. I, I thought it was definitely a little late.
0: Yeah. I echo this, uh, coach Krause's comments, you know, and that's what they used to say about the world of all late model series when the rocket one was on that series, right? The rocket one car runs the series. And I really think that Mark Richards was in somebody's ear. He had to have been, um, for an hour and 90 minutes later, or what have you, um, like, like coach said, there's something fishy going on. And my guesstimate is that, uh, Mark Richards was in on somebody, uh, chirping and chirping and eventually something got done
1: yeah that's my speculation too a little shout out here Dustin Sorensen right so he's been kind of struggling all year that late model he rolled out a top 10 he got ninth in the big show so a a solid top 10 finish for the 28 house car were you guys surprised that there was no Brent Larson at the Gopher 50 in his home state
2: well absolutely and then I think he showed up was he not at uh, Dubuque and Davenport? Yes. So that, so that makes zero sense. When, when I saw him there, I'm like, well, and I don't know, like you said, it's, it's hey, I didn't race at Viking Speedway for probably the first time in 27 years, uh, as long as I've been running a super this last weekend. But 50,000 on the line, and like I said, he's been running a lot better. He's been a lot quicker lately. Um, so I was definitely super surprised, and I was really surprised to see him you know, at, at Davenport and, and Dubuque this week.
0: Right. Well, his his son's racing now, though, right? Yep. That was that's what I thought. And in a B mod? Well, B mod and a super. Oh, okay, okay. Because with the B mod, with the month of money thing, I don't know if he wanted to be at Cedar Lake, uh, you know. But uh, that that was, I just thought, well, you know, because that that happens when people, you know, people start getting kid. Look at Buzzy, you know, he slowed way down. I, I mean, Jeff Provincino slowed way down when Cole started racing. So uh, my speculation was he wanted to be with his kid.
1: Yeah, that very well could be. So let's jump into, speaking of Sorensen, a little who's hot, who's not. Brought to you by our new sponsor, Puka, Fastlane Motorsports and Powder Coating of Ashland, Wisconsin. Of course, the title sponsor of the Fastlane Superstock Series. A little shout-out to Dennis McCulley, right? The former Wasota board member who does such a great job with that series. But Fastlane Motorsports, they service multiple racetracks in the area. They build the Galloper chassis, but they don't just do race car stuff they do custom fab work they do powder coating they do sandblasting they do it all and you're not going to be a better guy than chris breading at Fastlane motorsports and powder coating up in ashland so guys a little who's hot who's not um let's start with who's hot you know whether it's national local both whatever you guys got hookah let's go ahead and start with you
0: who all would you right. say is hot well like i said nick beninski because he he grabbed one uh, at the masters too didn't he he
1: did last year. last year, not this year. Last
0: oh, year. not this year. Oh, okay. So, yep. Sorry, folks. I'm not as dialed as I should be. But um, And then, of course, Bobby Pierce. I mean, Bobby Pierce is, is – in the last couple, three weeks, I think you could argue that he's probably the hottest driver on the national scene. How about you,
2: Coach? Oh, the who's – well, I, I agree with Pierce. I think it's Thornton and Pierce right now are the two hottest the late model guys right now is to beat. And flip side is – could be scary now. Mr. Old Davenport got that win last night, especially on a little quarter mile. You know, he's kind of a – likes the bigger track kind of guy. You know how Davenport is. So it was it – was, you know, all of a sudden you're going to get him rocking again. Um, so the, I, think, I think you're right. I think the Pierce, Pierce the Thornton, um, Huddy, I th- get Davenport. Um, I think we're going to have a – I'd like to see six, seven, eight guys going at it nonstop every night. Um, and get some rivalries going, like that—that that Huddy O'Neill and the Thornton thing was awesome. I think that's what everybody wants to see. Get some rivalries going for sure.
1: Yeah, on the National Series, I gotta, I gotta echo Bobby Pierce. Right? I mean, it's kind of a big three: Pierce, Huddy, RTJ, in no particular order. But Bobby Pierce is kind of—he's kind of got that it factor. I mean, he's not afraid to throw it in there at any point in time. So he's—he's he's number one on the local level. Yeah, I, I get a lot of grief every time I bring this guy up in the hot column, but I got to go with Shane Sobraski. You know, it was only a couple of weeks ago. Dexton Cook had like three, four, five more wins than he did, and now they're tied at 14 wins apiece. You know, battling for a national championship. Looking at it, um, I think that uh, Dexton Cook, their Krause only has one 112 point show. That's gonna bite him at the end. So Sobraski, tied at the with the most Super Stock wins at 14 three this past week and he's got the most wins and was modified action at 10 and he has three more than the next guy the next guy being johnny broking joseph thomas and brandon Cobb. so right now the 7a and it's way too early speculation on the national points but he's in the driver's seat again in two classes buka who's not
0: Oh, I got to go with Donnie shots. I was watching the Brad Doughty classic last night, although he had a good run from 14th to fifth. But as far as contention, he's out. Uh, Did you see who the point leader was after last night? Either of you? So David Gravel assumes the point uh, lead over Brad Sweet. Brad Sweet was buried about 16th. But, um, you know, Donnie would have to finish four or five spots better every race the rest of the way in order to be a contender with those top 3 with Macedo gravel and sweet it is just not going to happen so um although a decent run last night i'm, I'm putting him on the cold train <laughs> can he win the million he can win the million i wouldn't pick him i, I won't pick him
2: <laughs> puka come on now why do you think i wore it we're, we're getting him off the uh not uh the not what is it the cold the cold list or the not hot right. list we're getting him off there. Um, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go Dennis Herb Jr. here. Um, he's he's typical. He's solid. You know what I mean? And he's he's been here and there. And um, he's I think he's a he's a likable guy. Um, I think he's someone. Once he gets rolling, he was actually rolling pretty good on the bottom there the other night. And um, you know I think he's a guy he wants to see more wins there's no doubt about it and, you know he's, he's got he's got the title of the world all-out champion under his belt now this going into this year and uh, the competition's obviously a little bit more stout this year but um, I think he's one guy I would like to see Dennis Serb jr pick it up a little bit and I think he will once we get rolling here and and um, and hopefully he can pick up some wins
1: anybody locally or no
2: uh no I st- I just still got to stick with the uh, stick the 29 and the 52 Um, I think we're we're still sticking with the 29. Here's the great thing about the 29 car right now. If I happen to qualify, like they're going to, my point average is so bad. Like I'm going to be starting like going into turn one and then the rest of the guys get to take the green back coming out of four. That's how bad my point average is. So, um, and hopefully uh, we can get going. And then, you know, JT, hey, he had a great run. He was really, really good. And actually, he got, if it wasn't a couple of cautions, he got kind of shuffled back on some of them restarts. So um, he must have watched the one go show two and said, you know what? You know what, Carlos? I'm, I'm going to get on the hot list.
1: You guys park close enough to Victory Lane. You should know where the hell it is. I'm just saying.
2: <laughs> well, we, there's definitely a few wins between the 29 and 52. So, But uh, the flip side is we're not getting any younger. Um, but we do have one. We won on the same night here a few years ago over Memorial Day. So hopefully we can get back in her this weekend.
1: All right. There you go. And I'm going to go – I got a couple here. I got Nick A out in the Midwest Mods, just flat out washed up, done. He's he's probably never going to win a race again. Um, all right, Nick, we'll give it a try. Dustin Sorensen in the late models. You know, big talk last year. Hey, Dustin Sorensen, USMTS champion, big payday. He's jumping into the house car. It was big news, right? He's going to be the house car driver for Mars. Guys, his career's gone backwards. Pretty solid run, top 10 at the Gold for 50 but he's been he's run challenge series stuff he's been a non-factor absolute non-factor and uh, extremely disappointing and I'm wondering a, a person's got to be curious what his psyche is right cuz is he is he sitting there thinking well crap if I would have just stayed in the US MTS deal I'd be battling for a big payday I could maybe win that back to back instead I'm flailing around the middle of the pack in this thing not that it's a bad car it's just not working out as of yet so Dustin Sorensen not hot And on the national level, I'm going B-Shep. So Brandon Shepard, guys, I I said this on the show, oh, man, a couple months ago, that he's been domesticated, right? He's domesticated. It's over. He's done. And I was saying that kind of jokingly. Guys, I'm being honest. I think that's actually it. So you see videos of him. He's with, And there's nothing wrong with it, right? He's with his kid. He's doing all this stuff. That's all great. That's great, right? But the hunger's not there. It takes a special mindset to complete. Continue it right, Donnie Shocks 10 times, 10 times right. Um, you are uh, World of Outlaw champion. Um, you got Brad Sweet four in a row battling for his fifth. <laughs> Brandon Shepard of uh, three, four years ago was the top driver in super late model racing. Is he, is he at that stage, guys, where he might be a little burnt out? And he's just, I mean, he didn't forget how to race, he still knows how to compete, he's still a great race star driver. Still knows how to set cars up, but we watch him in the Rumley car, right? And and I think he got third or whatever the one night or whatever he got. I think it was around third or fourth. And you have drivers banging the boards and they're sliding, and you hear you got Brandon Shepard rolling in the middle. I mean, you can just tell. And pro- you guys both know this because you both compete. When you have that confidence, there's that little extra, right? It's like you you know your talent will bring you to a certain level. But talent mixed with pure hunger and that, like, burning desire that I have to win, he's missing that. That's gone. That's hiding. He no longer has that. And, and that's what's keeping him out of victory lane is it just does not seem like the fire's burning as hot as it once was. Your thoughts on Brandon Shepard?
2: Well, there's a couple things I've noticed. Um, he's let off, and he's gave room to a couple of Longhorn cars. He's had a chance to – he would have been in that Rocket one car – um, uh, McCready or Davenport would have been sitting in the fence. And there's been a couple times I thought, boy, well, you're clear of him. You should move up on him. And he hasn't. Um, and I get, I 100% get, but at the end of the day, it's, it's your job. It's what you're racing for. And if you're clear of somebody, you got to give them a little quarter panel. It is what it is. Here I come. You, you're, you're, letting off. You're going to the fence. Um, so I have noticed that a little bit, a lot of stuff going on. I mean, he changed chassis builders and he changed shocks um, I don't know what he's got. I'm sure he's got. I know he's got a ton of guys that run with him. Uh, financially, that's not an issue. I know that for sure. So um, he's got family going on now. He's got a lot going on in his world. Like I said, everything completely new. Um, so I think there's, I think there's just a lot of stuff going on. I'm not going to rule him out because um, he, he he's a he's a racer. You know, we're we're racers too. So um, I think he's going to come back and um, he needs to, he needs to get a couple wins and get rolling.
0: Yeah, I wonder, you know, I hadn't thought about it till now, but I wonder if, like you said, with the family, you know, he's he's home a lot more, he's not on the road as much, you know, is that focus just not there, you know, where when you're on the road kind of by yourself, he's what, what, two, three pitmen, Mark, et cetera. Uh, you know, maybe that focus just isn't there like it's been in the past. And of course he's, he's accomplished a lot at a young age too. So like you said, Ryan, maybe that fired, you know, I I want to be a world of all as champion where he's already done that. You know, I want to win this crown jewel. He's, he's, he's won a lot of them. Um, so maybe a little bit of the fire and, and some of that focus because obviously like I said, there's distractions now.
1: Absolutely. I hope he comes back. He's one of my favorite guys to watch. I mean, he used to be a cushion banger, used to be super aggressive. He's just lacking a little bit. So we'll see what happens now. Let's jump into a little rapid fire, a little, uh, little little bit of a shout out any particular drivers other than we talked about from these past weeks racing you know or or kind of what's going on in recent weeks that you want to give a little bit of a shout out to I know Puka you haven't watched a ton but you have been up north you have been in Hibbing um I think you've been over in Rapids a little bit is there anybody that direction or maybe just in general that maybe needs a quick shout out
0: well Johnny Brokey I mean he's been virtually unbeatable in Grand Rapids and Hibbing really um you know, and what'd you say? He's got the second most next to Sabraski in modified wins. So um very consistent. He's up there. Uh yeah, he's looking good. He's he's he'll be a contender come come October.
2: I gotta hit a couple of Viking speedway people. Um Tate and Blasic backed it up with a second place finish on Saturday after getting his first career win. And he lost to Ron Zauer. Um Ron's been racing longer than all three of us have, I mean, our age, and he's, and you put Ron up front, he's fast and he's feisty and um, the sour name's got a few wins over in that area, that's for sure. And then I don't know if you noticed, um, the super stock winner from Saturday, Brian Hellerman, um, probably won only his second or third super stock feature in his career, Brian, uh, he raced against my dad back in the 80s. Um, and he's been racing that long, and he's a super nice guy, and he comes out and he got his daughter into racing. Um, Brooke Ellerman's uh, got a Midwest mod, and his, it's actually his son. Ben was racing there, a super stock for sure. So um, we had to keep the street going. That's another new super stock winner this year at Vikings. It's been a new winner. I know you don't like that, Ryan, because you want the one-to-go 29 car to win every single night, uh, but uh, we've had a new winner. So a couple shout-outs to there, some people doing well up at the big half mile.
1: Absolutely awesome. So, I'm going to jump over in the modified division. (laughs) Excuse me. North of the border, Joel Kreiderman, back-to-back wins up in Thunder Bay. This one he won from row number four. Didn't think he was going to quite get it done, but found his way to the front. Can he make it three in a row here tonight? We'll (laughs) find out. Um, Brown County Speedway in Aberdeen. Morgan Ward, it wasn't just her first win. The 36 G's of Garrett Gross got his first career win over in Brown County as well. Another guy I want to shout out that this guy is no stranger to Victory Lane, but God, it feels like it's been forever since he's won three or four features in a year. Dave Kane has been really good. He has been really good. This past weekend, eighth to first and drove by Sebraski to win at Ogilvy, and sixth to first over at the Red Cedar Speedway. Now, remember, he won, I think, night one of Mod Wars last year at Ogilvy. So look for that 2C to be pretty sporty this weekend in Ogilvy um, on a, on the a three-night swing. Superstocks, uh, yeah, Finlander guy up in Chisholm, right? Doug Kosky parking in Victory Lane in Hibbing. You know, speaking of old veterans, that guy's been doing it for a while. Superstocks this weekend, 5,000 to win on the line at the Cedar Lake Speedway. You guys remember who won it last year? Joel Collins. Can he do it again? Can he back it up in the 21 X? We'll find out here this weekend, Midwest mods. They had a thousand a wind show at uh, Miller Brandon Waite wait, got that one done. Um, didn't they have, a, they had a thousand a wind show in Montevideo for the super stocks as well. Didn't they?
2: Yeah, they did on Friday nights. And, uh, the weather played a factor last Friday. I know Fergus I-94 rained out, um, and I know I, was, I was watching Sabrasky's post, he said he was chasing the weather. He wanted to go somewhere, and he took the super to Princeton. So car counts didn't get where they need to be. Um, but Zach Schultz got the win, and um, I thought I thought my bold prediction was going to come true. Uh, Bailey Ross had wheeled her up to second, and and um, it started raining. It started sprinkling, and his car went turn. So I'm oh, like, you got a right, you got a right front shut off in that thing. Yeah. He's like, well, what's that? He goes, what's that do? So he's a new <laughs> racer. Hey, he, he's a new racer. He, I said, you just flip that little switch, you tap the brakes, and your car will turn straight left for you, and then you stand on it. So um, now he knows. So it was good to. Uh, wish I had got a little bit more turn on. I know it was a good race. That was a, and hats off to them. They moved that feature second. Um, I know they had a good crowd there, so at least they got that super stock feature in before the rain came.
1: Absolutely. And, and the best battle, I think, for national points, probably going to be the street stock division. The Browers just keep on winning. Colt Brower, Braden Brower, them two are just absolutely dominant. Of course, Justin Vogel, he's fast. Tucker Peterson is fast. Maria Brooksick. I mean, keep an eye on this battle if you like the points deal. And then in the Mod 4s, we're going to talk about this in a in a second here. In the pure stock, so I want to give a shout-out, speaking of ladies' night, Sophie Anderson. Okay, she's got Azulis motor under the hood, by the way, okay? Not just her first career win, her first and second career win in the same weekend. So congratulations to her over in Western Minnesota getting a couple uh, couple victories out of the way for the young gal from, I think she's over from Wilmer, Montevideo, Madison area. She races those tracks, but uh, we'll see if she can stack a few more this weekend. So a little fan feedback, guys, from, you know, our Quick shout out here, buyraceshirts.com. You need hats, shirts, hoodies, apparel. You need banners. You need jackets. Whether you need that for your race team, for your business, for your clubs, whatever, jump on to buyraceshirts.com for all your apparel needs for racers, buy racers. That's Jordan Tollison and the crew down in Montevideo, Minnesota. So Roger, Roger, Roger here, he said, uh, RTJ kind of been the number one driver in america right now can bobby pierce steal that is there anybody else maybe that can steal that thunder by the end of the year so last year as we all know last year jonathan davenport was the number one driver in america over two million in earnings the year before i think it was brandon overton right so this year rtj's been super strong your case is is he gonna finish out the year as the number one driver in america or will it be somebody else well Well, go go ahead i'll
2: go ahead it's coach's first around here um i think uh he boy i don't know he's he's um he's a racer he's consistent um he drives hard i don't think he really cares for anybody else's equipment for the most part um, and I think that's probably why him and Pierce right now are number one and two. Uh, they drive hard and they get after it. Um, the flip side is, you know, I don't think, like I said, I saw Davenport win last night. The veterans don't like that. You know, there are a couple of young guns, and I know the veterans don't like that. It's, you know, be no different than Aho and Krause and the Superstock and get these new guys coming up. Nah, that ain't happening. So um, the big thing is I think there's multiple guys that could do it. And I know we talked earlier. It's going to be fun to watch to see who's going to be the king dog at the end of the year.
1: Yeah, I'm, you know, well, I'm going to ask real quick before we jump, make your prediction right now. At the end of the year, when we look on dirt on dirt, because they have the number one driver in America deal on dirt on dirt. Who do you, Who's your prediction? Who do you think it's going to be in the late models Cross?
2: Jonathan Davenport. Okay, Puka,
1: wow. you were saying. And I agree. RTJ's been the man
0: so far, but I think Bobby Pierce will have a better second half. And here's why. Well, one of the big reasons is we have six nights of racing at Aldori yet this year, right? we got three nights of the world. We've got three nights of the Dirt Track World Championship now. Pierce is a former World 100 winner. you you got the big stage. Of course, we go to Fairbury for the Prairie Dirt Classic. He's a a previous winner there. Um, He has raced for years at the USA Nationals. I don't, I can't say if RTJ has been there. Because if he has, he hasn't done well. He hasn't, you know, and Pierce hasn't won it, but he's had some good nights. As a matter of fact, one of the good nights is the night that that him and, and Tyler Herb got into it back in 2020 or 2021, whatever, whichever that was. So my prediction is Bobby Pierce will have a better second half than RTJ did have first half. And he'll be on top uh,
1: come World Finals time. How about you, Ryan? You know, I, I got to be, I'm, I'm surprised, you know, you're kind of that flat bill dude. I figured you'd be all RTJ. You know, I kind of figured you'd be giving him some love, but I think I'm going to have to, you know, uh, I think Bobby Pierce is going to be fun to watch. He he's won everything. There is to one at, at Fairbury, except for the Prairie dirt Classic. Right. has not won that one. I think that's his type of track. I can see him winning that this year davenport that's a good argument i mean let's face it the biggest paying race of the year has been the dream he won it right and so you know when the big money's on the line that 49 car is super fast but i think rtj's just found another gear i mean visibly, he just looks faster and he's kind of been there done that he's been to a lot of these racetracks now where he's built his notebook up You know, and I think he's just so much faster this year than he was last year. If I had to pick right now, I'd say RTJ is going to take that top spot. So, let's go with this. Goose, friend of the show here last year, so and every year, but Goose had a question, and we talked about this a little bit. But he said, and this was mostly in relation to um, the silver bullet, right? So, can anything be done? about cherry picking your way to a championship, right? Dean Larson, once he got 19 wins in the mod fours, they take the top 20. That's what they take. So what's your guys' thoughts on this, right? You know, this, and, and uh, it is what it is. I got nothing against it. You do you right. But he lives right by Wilmer. There's tracks within an hour away and he's driving 700 miles away to race for 200 to win against six cars. What are you doing guy? Right. That's, it's embarrassing um, to win a championship that way. Your thoughts. Can anything be done about this? I do have Um, a thought, but I'll save that
2: right now. No. Um, I think the one thing that needs to be done, uh, this car count deal needs to change. Uh, There's no rhyme or reason that you race against 30 cars. Uh, like Brady Gertis is gonna get the same amount as someone ran again 16 and 16's a decent car they need to add these bigger shows need to be more points you know no different than the it, not getting points for the Wasota 100 feature is the stupidest thing I've ever heard okay you, you get no points you run the Wasota 100 and you win that you get no national points does that make any sense to you? Not no whatsoever
0: they I need their I didn't even know that. You
2: did, I, I, I didn't either tell you here. I almost won. it. And I'm like, I didn't even get any points for that. I'm like, what in the world? You know, I'm like, Oh, I won my qualifier. Great. Big deal. You know, I just almost won the big, I almost won the big show and I'm not even getting any points for that. So that's something that needs to change. And then there needs to be some sort of bonus running against more cars. Um, that's going to, that'll, that will help eliminate some cherry picking. Um, no different than Tyler Peterson going to Madison on Saturday and not coming to Viking speedway hey, maybe if there was more points that he could gain, maybe he would have said, oh, I'm going to go to Viking Speedway. So you're, you're not going to stop it. It's just the way it is these days, especially with the car counts. It's not like back in the day with you, Ryan. Um, you had to run 80, 90 shows just to win a national title. You don't need to do that anymore. So it, it's a tough subject, but I, it's, hey, you want to go somewhere and win and win a national title, you're going to have to cherry pick.
1: Well, there's two things you can do about this. First thing is this, right? So Tommy Bowden had a big week last week. I think he won three or four features last week, okay? The first thing he can do is also get to 20 wins, all right? Because if he gets to 20 wins and Dean Larson's at 20 wins, chances are he raced against more cars. He wins because of the points deal, okay? So drivers, all you can do about it right now is go win races, okay? The next thing and I'm bitter about this one. Callie done screwed this deal up, right? Nothing against Callie, but she she was out of out of place at the Wasoda meetings, okay? So this is this is bullshit. So how the points always worked before is there was we don't I'm not even talking about heat points yet. That's another discussion for another day. But the feature points was 35 points to win and then it was 33, 32, 31 30 okay now the, the the substantial reason for that two point different is this the show points were 10 11 and 12 okay so if you got second place with a high car count say 16 or more cars that was um you were going to get a 55 if you won the heat you're going to get a 55 point show okay so if you got a second place with a first and a second with A high car count is 55 points. If you got first place with three freaking cars, you got 55 points, okay? So, it equaled out. If you went out and cherry-picked your way and got a whole bunch of three or four car wins, it wasn't substantially better. Guys, the difference now between first and second is five points. Five points. It's absolutely asinine. You cannot have that point system. Frickin' Deer Creek brought that point system in because of the USMTS deal. It works in USMTS because they have the same frickin' car code because they're racing against each other. It doesn't work with Wasoda Weekly Racing. That is not a viable point structure. You can't go 195, 91, 87. You can't do that. There's way too much emphasis on winning races. And when you get rewarded for winning three three car features the way that the point structure allows it now, that's what's causing this, okay? So we brought it up, and we're like, go back to the old one. And you know what she said, Jeff? You were there, but here's what she said. Well, I think we need to do some data testing and actually check to see if this is a viable option. Woman, what the hell are you talking about? We had it for 30 freaking years. It's already been tested. What the, get a clue, right? So promoters, if you if you're sick of seeing this, if you think that needs to be changed, just vote to go back to the old point structure, and that will eliminate some of this cherry picking. That's the answer, in my opinion, to that question. So weekly picks, boys. Um, it's called the weekly Ryan getting his ass kicked portion of the show. Um, brought to you by Impact Health Sharing. If you're a business owner, self employed, if you pay for your own health care, hit me up. Right, it's that time of year. Open enrollments a couple months away, 218 969 1380. I can shoot you over some information. I can get you a quote. You have time to research it, see if it's going to be a good fit. You can sign up for what we have with Impact at any time. There's no enrollment period. Um, Kind of, if you're looking at prices, just a ballpark figure, I'd have to get you a specific quote. But let's say you got a family of four, a family of four, you're looking around $600, $650 a month with a 2,500 family deductible. We're saving people significant money. So let me see if I can help you out. So last week, guys, we picked a uh, world of Outlaws sprint cars at Wilmot Carson Macedo one, anything really stick out from that. I, I think that was pretty much just kind of a, I don't think it was overly eventful. Was that at Wilmot? I think it you was, uh, I think it was caution
0: filled. I, I think it
1: was too. So dirt Kings at the Berg, uh, Old Bert's, uh stomping, stomping rounds up there. Mullen got that one done. Keeping old uh, Nick Anbeling got a victory lane. We talked about to go for 50. And for some reason, we decided to randomly pick uh, mods and lates on night number two as well. Lucas shot got that one. So Brad, guys, seven points. Burt, six points. Curtis, five. Mike, three. Kent, two. Dan, Carl, myself, and Jeff got a big goose egg again. Ooh. Again, just getting whooped on this deal. So the standings and the points, Curtis at 92, Puka, Burt's at 91. Hey, right. This, this is yeah, so you still cool. got Bert's trophy. There. Yeah, I still got Burt's. <laughs> That's Bert's USA trophy. you to say nationals. He will have this trophy. Burt, there, there you is. go. We're gonna, we're gonna have to give him a presentation. That might be going back to Curtis. Mike's actually at 87. Brad's at uh, 78, Kent's at 77. Dan at 76. Jeff's at 71A, I'm at 68, and Carl's at 62. So I'm getting absolutely just smoked in this deal. Mm-hmm. This week, we're picking a lot of shows. Dakota Rumble, they got two NLRA late model events plus the, the main one. We're picking all three. 5,000 to win for Supers at Cedar Lake. USMTS has Mod Wars. We're picking those three nights at Ogilby. World of Outlaws lot Sprints, we picked Attica last night. Finally got some points. I did have Kyle Larson. Awesome. Eldora, we're picking, uh, I, I guess we're picking the night before the King's Royal, the King's Royal, and the Million. World of alt Law Light Models and Lucas Royal Light Models. So, lots of picks this week. I'm either going to be even further behind, or I'm going to get back into the hunt on this one. I guess we'll find out, but I got a lot of work to do. So the last lap here brought to you by our friends at Dirt Track Supply, Uh, Ron, Trevor, the gang over in Watertown. Whether you you need tires, parts, fab work done, um, they they service a lot of tracks as well. They do a lot for racing. Um, Check them guys out. Give them a call. You know, heck, if you just need to talk racing, they're great ambassadors to the sport as well. That's Dirt Track Supply in Watertown. So a couple events going on this week. We're talking about Ogilvy. Okay, so Ogilvy 5,000 to win for Midwest Mods. Not only, so they added a whole bunch. They actually added to the Midwest Mod purse as well. So they got three nights of USMTS action. We got 5,000 win for Midwest Mods. Devil's Lake, 3,000 win for Midwest Mods out there. They have the Midwest Mod Golden Hammer. Next week, boys, XR Northern Storm Week. A Monday at Ogilvy. This is challenge series for late models mods and Midwest mods. You got Ogilvie, Hibbing, Proctor. Of course, you got the Tanner Byholm um, 444 Memorial over at the ABC Raceway in Ashland. Um, that that payout is even better. They actually have more payout for that than they do for the other ones. And then of course uh, the Twin Twenty Five, a show that's been. Phenomenal. It started at the Halberline Speedway in Proctor's, moved over to Gondeklaw Speedway, but uh, Jonathan and Troy Powers do a great job with that event. Should, should be a good car count. couple birthdays here. Puka, July 11th. Whose birthday was July 11th? Uh,
0: Mr. Thunder himself, Tom Smith
1: Got her, man. I didn't even... How, I didn't even give oh, you the notes on that one. It's a birthday
0: cake at uh, superior and then going to village lanes, closing that place down. Uh
1: yeah, a lot of fun on July 11th or right around, whenever it was leading up. We had a lot of fun at superior. 83 years young, and then uh Ricky Helms, number 14 superstock driver up in Hibbing. His buddy Kyle shot us over a message saying, hey, Give him a shout-out, to uh, fans of the show. So Ricky Helms. Hey, get that thing in Victory Lane. I don't care if you got to run over Tristan Labarge to get it done. Now he might care, right? But you know, hey, if you do it, you do it. You got to get a win somehow. Now, sprint cars—big week for sprint cars. Million to win, of course, right? What's your thoughts on this Anthony Mack reveal?
2: Go ahead. I just—I uh, just saw the press release today. I didn't really—I um, didn't—I didn't get into it. I just saw the release. I was reading some of the comments. It sounds like everybody's pretty much going, what's going on here? That Everybody's kind of in shock about the deal. That's all I saw. I don't – other than that, I don't know anything about it.
0: Because that, that's There's... a family team, right? I thought so. Yeah, that's a family team. So, it's like him and dad are – you know, something happened. So, I guess he's out. I don't think it'll last long. Uh, but what a week to to not – and then is, is Spencer Baston
1: stepping in? possibly no not based in. um i i don't remember who's stepping it's in it's not him, him. so is matt are, are Macquaries related to hammers i'm just asking for a friend uh because i know that i know that they had some uh you know that didn't really work out very well for them last year so i'm thinking maybe i'm not sure but what a weird week right the million week that's the worst week of all to not be racing and Bernard let us know, too, the King of the Creek IMCA stock cars this week at the 141 Speedway, $10,000 to win. Um, that's coming up next week as well. So let's jump into our last segment of the show, boys. Three bold predictions. And kind of the rules for this is we got to pick something typically racing-related. Could be show, could be sports. Something where we can actually, it did happen or did not happen. We keep track of it um again i'm losing in this too That's just what i do apparently we had a couple come off the board this last week uh i said kind of had a little bit of a bunt here just a bunt i said a new driver is going to win the goal for 50 kind of like my odds that did happen bobby pierce he never won it before Bert said nick and nick and would be in saturday's a main at the goal for 50 that did not happen Um, He said Ty Majeski would win the Slinger Nationals last night. That did happen. Listeners, uh, Justin said Bemidji was going to have over 100 cars on their fan line. I think they were closer to 80, so that was a no. And then uh, we had Nick said there was going to be 65 or more B-Mods at the 5,000-to-win show at Cedar Lake. Puka, did you see how many cars were there? 65. Whoa. He hit that one smoking <laughs> smack dab right on, and then Pro uh, said twenty or more supers at Monty. Weather played a part in it. I know, I know. So they had what well, they had nine. I think it was on um, thousand a win. They still paid a thousand a win, which is which is good for them. But uh, only nine cars super disappointing. Mother nature definitely played a role. <clears throat> the standings right now, um, I'm at thirty eight point eight percent correct. Bert is at 42.1. And then I love you two in with all the listeners because you're not on every single week, right? And uh you guys have jumped up forever, it was off the board, but now you're at 20% um correct as far as the listeners, viewers, co-hosts, whatever we want to call it. So this week's pick. So Bert sent his in. We got Bert, we got mine. We got you you two as well. So we'll just take a couple laps here. Krause, we'll start with you. We'll go to poop, we'll go Kraus, Bert. Puka me, is what we'll do. So, Cross, uh, your first one this week.
2: Uh, bold prediction. Um, got a late model special at Viking Speedway this weekend. Fifteen hundred to win, one hundred fifty to start. There is going to be a brand new first time late model winner at Viking Speedway. Someone who's never won at Viking Speedway before is going to win the is going to win the show.
1: All right. <coughs> so, somebody that's never won in a late model that. That could happen. That could happen, especially with the rumble going on. A couple of them guys heading there. but sounds like there's still going to be some pretty good cars over there as well. So, Bert's first pick here is David Gravel will win at least one A-Main this week at Eldora.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm kind of going along the same lines. By the way, it's Lance DeWeese. That's going to be in the 39M Macri ride um, for the million. But I'm going, with, I'm going with a bold prediction here. J Mac, James McFadden will win one of the nights over at the Million in a pretty good June.
1: Is he, do You know what a celebration is, don't you?
0: Oh, yes. What do they call it? The
1: shoot. Sh- sh- I don't the know. The shoey. The, shoo-y. Shoo-y. the shoo-y. Krause, I tell you what, if I win on Friday night, I'll do the shoey. Okay. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. Krause, That'll you win, win on Saturday night. You doing the shoey?
2: Uh, no, I'm getting too old for that. <laughs>
1: I'm way too freaking old for that, but I'll shit. If if I do that, I'll go jump in a pond, do a shoey, I'll I'll do all kinds of shit. So, all right. So my first pick, they got the 5,000 to win month of money. uh, Now it's with soda, super stocks at the Cedar Lake Speedway. A Wisconsin driver is going to take home 5,000 big ones. Last year, it was a Minnesota guy going to be a Wisconsin driver this year.
2: All right, I'm going. My next one, PA Posse member is going to win the million dollars.
1: So I got to ask you this. If Jacob Allen or Shuhart, one of them drivers, that's kind of a PA driver that's in the world of outlaws, are they considered Posse or outlaws?
2: No, they're outlaw guys. They're all outlaw. Okay, so if,
1: if they're full time outlaw, they are not posse. There's no mix. It's got to be a non-world of outlaw regular posse driver off the record. Off the record, what driver do you think that's going to be?
2: Ah, uh, Brent Marks.
1: That's what you got to go with. <laughs> yeah, he he won some big ones last year. So Bert's second pick here, one forty one Speedway, King of the Creek, ten thousand to win in the IMCA stock cars next week. 75 or more cars. 75 or more IMCA stock cars at 141 here, I guess, this weekend. Puka, your turn.
0: I'm going bold again. Mod Wars this weekend, right? Yep. At Ogilvy. The win-one B-Main is going to win one B-Main at Mod Wars this weekend. At Ogilvy. Wow.
1: Going bold. Going bold. All right. That that, that is bold. That is bold. bold. All right. I'm going to go to Mod Wars, but I'm going to go for the 5,000 to win Midwest Mod A Main. Zach Benson is clearly leading the way as far as uh, wins go in, in B Mods. David Swearingen doesn't run much, but he's always in the conversation. Those two drivers, and I'm going gonna—I'm not going to go in a particular order, but those two drivers will finish first and second one way or the other in that 5,000-a-win show on Saturday at Ogilvy. That's good.
2: Nice, right. nice. My last one, I got a stick since Puka took it. Um, Hot Carl, he's a hockey guy. Do you know that? He's a hockey guy.
0: Yeah, he's a hockey guy.
2: His kid, his kid plays, actually kid plays hockey. Um, he's always, uh, every time I see him, we're always, we're, we talk hockey. Um, I think his kid's probably going to be a peewee now in the Elk River organization. So it's good to see, um, good to see us keeping our hockey guys together. And uh, especially, you guys know Mac Esty was a hockey guy? Oh, yeah. Yep. You know, Zach Wohlers was a hockey guy. Oh, yeah. I, re- I recruited both those guys. You know who else is a hockey guy? Jordan Yagy. Jo- Jordan Jordan Yagy oh. was a goalie for, uh. Uh, Rochester Mayo down there, so we got to stick with the hockey guys. I'm going hot. Carl makes the A main at doge.
1: On which night, any of the three?
2: Well, well, it's just the no. He's got to make the big one. Is it? Is it? I don't. I don't even know. It is three,
1: three, five, and eleven. So it's yeah.
2: Just 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 big show. Just eleven thousand to win one.
1: Okay, hot Carl making the A main. All right, that would be cool. Um, so I got Birch's third and final pick here. The smooth operator, as Puka said, is. Looking to be possibly the number one driver in America, he's going to double up this weekend and win a pair of World of Outlaw late model a mains.
0: So my third one is when Aho grabs that mic on Friday night at Godnick Law. The loudest scream from women is going to come when it's Ryan Aho's time to talk. It's going to be the it's going to be all the girls screaming. Mark that one down. That is a bold
1: prediction. I will be there, so I will be the judge.
0: I'll let you know. All right.
1: So I'm going to need Whitney. I'm going to need my mom, Brenda, right? I, my sister. Hopefully, I don't even know if she's going. I hopefully, I guess uh, they got some work to do. I I don't know. I, that that'll be interesting. All right. I love that's you, about like gonna hear that's about that's about like the lawn chair one for. Uh, that, that's kind of hard to tell. So <laughs> I'm gonna go. For my third and final prediction here, I'm gonna go Dakota Rumble. Cole Searing is gonna win two of the three A mains at the Dakota Rumble. That's bold. What are you thinking, car counts out there? Hit 40? Boy, I don't know, man. that's an over and under. I'm going to go with under. I'll go under on 40. Coach, think, think they can
2: hit 40? Yeah, I think they will. It's an NLRA deal. Um, and those guys travel and they're all going down there. I've talked to all of them because I've been recruiting them all to come to Viking. but And then I get it. They're going to follow that series. So it's an NLRA deal. be interesting to see who does go out there from the area. Um, I know Bryce Ward's going for sure. Um, talk to him. He's going, he won it last year. So he's, he's going back out there. Tollickson's got a wedding. They're not going to be out there. So it's going to be real interesting to see, uh, the car count, what, what it's going to be like. They get like 20 ish, like on, on pretty much most
1: regular nights, they're right around 20, you know? So if they grab a few non-tour guys and they get a dozen from up there, 40 is a pretty good number, Puka. That's, uh, I mean I I don't think it's gonna be too much below or above that. I think that's a pretty pretty close number there. Um what else you guys got? So Puka, you're going to Rapids and Superior? You going Rapids is- and Superior, that's my plan. Possibly
0: Hibbing uh Saturday. <laughs> so and then next Tuesday, northern storm and hibbing. Next Friday, twin twenty-fives and superior. So I'm gonna I'm gonna
1: start hitting it now. Schedule getting Holy- heavy. Schedule's it's getting a- heavy. It's about time. Krause, what's your plans this weekend? Viking?
2: Yeah, just Viking for the late model show. It'll be fun to see the late models back there. And then um, Dan and I from the Dirt podcast have been pondering, I think Ogilvy's got a late model show Monday, correct? Um, I know there's some stuff midweek. He's going to Houston. Dan's going to Houston for the weekend next weekend for the late model deal. So just Viking right now and then uh, turn the old TV on and watch pretty much every race from there.
1: Ogilvy, if you remember correctly, their first Challenge Series race this year was a freaking really good race. So, that would be a good one to hit. That was fantastic. Puka tomorrow, or a Friday night in Superior, double features for the late models, too. I'm oh. not sure. If you're, yep. So, there's, I know you're a late model guy, so oh. I figured I'd throw that out. There's makeup features. I'm going to go to, of course, Grand Rapids. Of course, I'll be at Gondek La Speedway. Saturday. Kind of gonna look at the weather, how everything's going. If I'm gonna stay up north and you know go and maybe hang out at Hibbing, or if I'm gonna bounce and go back. And uh, my buddy Dave Dulciak yeah. in the the one to go show ride, he had three in a row and uh, they didn't, didn't quite have the best weekend. Last time he was out, he uh, he's still top five. He got a fifth, pretty disappointed. Might have to go straighten things out for the old 83X here and see if we get him back in victory lane. Down in Sycamores. So, guys, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Of course, Kraus uh, got the he's he's the little sister. I don't. You call us the sister station. You and Trick and Kalina do right. So, Puka, I don't know. I'm going to ask you. Maybe we call them like the the son son or daughter station because we're kind of their daddy. Yeah,
2: sure. <laughs> We t- we change our tune. We we are calling you the big brother. Uh, so I, you started it. So you guys are the big brother.
1: There you go. There you go. So we actually, so we got the Dirt Podcast. Check that out wherever podcasts are available. I know some of our listeners reached out and they said, "Hey, it's pretty fun listening to those guys." You know, and it's it's like you and Kalina sitting there drinking beer in the garage, talking racing, sports, whatever. Pretty fun show to listen to. And Puka, good to have you back. Looking forward to seeing you this weekend, as always. Uh, we're gonna let you bring it home.
0: Yeah, we'll bring her home here. So yeah, make sure you subscribe to the Dirt Podcast. Um, you know, hit the share button right now. We have some good stuff tonight. Uh, of course, subscribe to our show as well. Merch and swag—we still have a little bit left. So if you'd like something, get a hold of myself. Get a hold of Ryan. Um, and as always, thanks to our great partners: Dirt Track Supply, Brad Parsons, Soil and Ag, Zulie's Race Engines, BuyerShirts.com, Impact Health Sharing, Fastlane Motorsports, and Powder Coating Daytona One uh dirt race central and mason yearns videos if you'd like to get a hold of us we love your fan feedback the one to go show at gmail.com or of course instant messages. instant messages work fine too hit us up spotify tiktok snapchat the musy app now my kids said they found uh the show on the Musi app facebook and youtube uh for ryan ao and for coach krauss i am puka get out there and be your dream you're tuned to the one to go show